review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got to what you got. You know what it is. Come on. Welcome, everyone, to the Wrestler Review. I'm stressed because of my personal life, so I'm going to be a quiet, forlorn man. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go, baby. My name is Dylan Gow. That's stressed John Hastings. Ooh, he's so stressed. I'm laid back as usual, guys. John Hastings is uh, in a full suit covered in blood. I am, of course, in my usual hammock, sunglasses on, and you guessed it, nothing else. Oh, that's right. No, of course. He's wearing sunglasses, and you think, hey, is that guy shirt cocking it? No, that's just his chest hair and his mm. um, psoriasis. Is that this condi- condition you have? Yeah, my psoriasis is a uh, is a pattern, but it's making a smiley face right now. Yeah, Dylan's uh, Dylan's psoriasis makes it look like he's wearing a full tracksuit. <laughs> it's very handy in the winter time. Is that is that Russian man just so cool? Oh my God, that's Dylan Gotten. He's naked. Ooh, nude Dylan. We're talking about 2012 and 2013, the time the WWE Network was supposed to debut, but then it didn't. Because they couldn't get Legends House ready. You guys know the longest-running series in episodic television. Oh, yes, of course. The uh, As it's known, the Seinfeld of reality television. Who could forget oh, season yeah. three of Legends House when um, uh, Charles Wright tries to attack Kamala with his own prosthetic legs? Or, of course, my personal favorite, season five, when it's just Stone Cold Steve Austin in a house just playing his own entrance music and walking into different rooms. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> they really could have made Legends House very good, but they wouldn't because that would involve just being honest with what wrestlers do and um, just basically be like, uh, hey, here's Legends House, or as you know it, rehab. Everyone's in rehab. Everyone's insane. Let's exploit them one more time, baby. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's also very funny in that they're like, they had to delay it because they only had one show in production. And it's like, what happened to Vince McMahon? What happened to his insanity? And it's like, oh, he doesn't have the staff or the capacity for this anymore because he's in his 70s. It's also, and we well, this yeah. is the interesting thing that we sort of realized is Vince McMahon was very lucky with the people that he surrounded himself with throughout the successful parts of his career. And 2012, 2013, the biggest turning point for me, because this is the last time the Fed was different than it is now. This is the last time it was different than it was now. Although Brock's like lack of being on television because of COVID kind of makes it different again. But the, the, Vince, Vince of the Attitude Era, if he was launching mm-hmm. the network, he's launching the fucking network. Like there's nothing stopping him. I don't I don't care. We only got one show in production. Here's another production. Uh, Val Alvina shows you his dick. That's a show. Uh, Taka Michinoku does sushi uh, acrobatics. That's another show. Um, <laughs> Ron Simmons, Black History. That is not a show we're doing. Can- cancel that show. Cancel that show. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you're saying. Hobson brings this up where it's like the network was is not as meticulously planned as like the network is seen as like this worse than second frontier of the WWE where it's like the first one is WrestleMania getting on basically getting money to put TV on versus the old wrestling model where it's like we'll give you five grand a week. We just want to sell cigarettes to people with no job versus now. And then the second one is, of course, we're going to basically be netflix and beat everyone to the punch where before any all these studios and everything and tv networks have to go through streaming services we're going to have a streaming service before them so we're talking about their own dedicated streaming service a full fucking decade 
versus Disney Plus that came out like last year. Like that's, I mean, you got to give Vince McMahon credit for that. And the seeds for this were like is set in place in the mid 2000s. Now saying that, he just goes, I want a network. I want it to be clicky clicky. You see wrestling, and then they're like, okay, what are you gonna put on it? And he went, shut up. Like this is the new Vince McMahon where he has an idea. It's done now. I am not taking. Four years this dude like took to set up WrestleMania where he's like, we're gathering talent, we'll figure out how everyone is weak and what they're not doing, and then we'll attack that. And he didn't do that with this at all. He just went, Netflix is good, that but with wrestling. Like He saw Netflix, and then he went, I want that but with wrestling, and then, assu- and then thought he came up with Netflix. I mean, what's also the thing, the thing to also remember is... The Vince McMahon of WrestleMania had the people around him. He had the staff. He had all of that. Now that this new Vince McMahon literally seems like he walks into a room with tired people and is like, uh, "I want an iPhone. Get on it," and then walks out of the room. Like there's no- that old Bill Jerk, Bill Burr joke about. Um, That's exactly what I'm thinking of always when it comes to yeah Vince the McMahon. iPod where just Steve Jobs walked around and was like, "I want TV, but you can also call people, make it." And everyone was like, "Wow, Steve Jobs came up with the iPhone." Yeah, That's basically. But Vince McMahon's also he didn't. He didn't. He comes up with the most unimportant part of the idea of it's like I want a place to put. I need to have a place to put reality shows featuring Hillbilly Jim. And he walks out of the room. Like <laughs> they also had um, at this point, it was also like they had the soft version of the network that they kind of like soft called the network, which was WWE on demand on some cable networks. And they had mm-hmm. the Legends Roundtable where wrestling people sat around in a, a circle smoked cigars and told stories and talked about wrestlers and it was the most successful interesting thing ever and that's what they should have done with the network not table of three where it's like it's sean waltman and jim Cornette and the tito santana's widow and they're having a steak and jim Cornette's trying to get sean to fuck his wife like that's like that's what they the network also it it, it clearly had no one's st- stood there going here's what we're doing it had no editor it had no producer and that's because vince won't let go of anything so he has no time to do anything i think that like for i i know what you're saying like the round table where they would talk about shit but like that is also like the this is when people are fucking at least people i should say myself i'm fucking addicted to like looking up old wrestling clips and stuff now and maybe it's because i do this show it probably is but like there's so many shoot interviews and so much shit like they're so like it was really really interesting to get people to rehash wrestling history from about 2000 to 2010 and then starting in 2010 once they go towards the network once they once WWE not even the network in 2012 they're really buffering their like online but they had the Legends Roundtable where it's like that was exactly the format like you were saying that they need to do it but that also like exhausted that so now when you do table of 3 they're not talking about we're they're not asking Dusty Rhodes about the night that um or sorry they're not asking Ric Flair about the night that the fucking Freebirds turned on the Von Erics in Texas they're now being like it's just Sting going yeah i mean Lex Luger did eat Dairy Queen occasionally like they're out of they're out of rehashing I mean, but you shit could from the early still 90s. Do that. I, I, I disagree with your thesis. Whoa. I think hang on, let me say this as diplomatically as, as possible. possible. I think you're a fucking <laughs> as idiot. Possible? What's that mean? <laughs> oh, fuck that. I fuck it. Anyway, oh. go for it. Um I see what you're saying and not only are you wrong, you make me <laughs> want to vomit. Um the the thing is is that they haven't exhausted that. They they actually could do all of those things and it would be totally fine. It's this weird thing that Vince has of his r- sort of weird refusal 
to acknowledge, um, how do I say this? There's certain guys he won't bring back and he needs to bring back for the network. Like it's also like, it's just certain ways they do things are just wrong for the network. Like they just like, just fucking bring back everyone. Who gives a fuck if they did drugs? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And also maybe use them on your regular TV. Like Arn Anderson serves no purpose on being on AEW television. I'm excited every time I fucking see him on that thing. Every time it's like, oh yeah, Arn Anderson, that's fun. I mean, but this is the thing. AEW is way more like they're way. It's way easier to be the second than the top, where it's like, and especially the way Vince has done everything, where he's yes, defended you said that every point single before. position. I disagree. It's not. It's not. It's they're, they're both different in different ways. It's also how you want to present your product, and it's this interesting thing of Vince doesn't like being in wrestling, doesn't want to be in wrestling. At this point, his company isn't even got the word wrestling in the title. It's just WWE. This is the creation of WWE Universe. They're never wrestlers. They're superstars. At the same time, he's creating a, or attempting to create a television network focused around his entire company and brand, but clearly wants to do it without including wrestling in it. Yeah, and this was his first time to do that. And also, this is a, this is a year where they they post a loss for the first time in a long time in March. They lose. million, and this is pretty much flipped down to the fact that they spent money on the reunion, bending the rules, barricade, see no evil, knucklehead, and the chaperone. And let's be honest here, it's the chaperone. (laughs) Like, the chaperone got a theatrical release, it grossed $25. I mean, as far as a thing to talk about, it's real fun. But this is the great part where he does the chaperone, Triple H bombs the chaperone, and then on the 9th of March, he is given the head of developmental. Now, from what you say about Jim Ross to John Laurinaitis to Triple H, I think you can say this, Triple H, very good head of developmental. Um, yeah, a very good head of developmental. I'm going to say this. It's crazy that the movie I made with my friends in high school, The Rapist, Wow. Uh, it's about a uh, it's about a uh, a rapper in a scream mask who has anal okay. sex with people. Grossed more money than the chaperone. The rapist is this on is this online? I mean, the it's only on VHS. It will never be online because not it would it will not only cancel everyone's careers. It will it will lead us to have to answer to some pretty some pretty serious crimes of intellectual <laughs> nature. Why did you make this? Oh yeah, buddy. Also, how did you make this? Also, never. Ne- why did you show this to anyone? This should have been destroyed. <laughs> so, let's skip right ahead because fuck fucking the Royal fucking Rumble. Let's skip right ahead because you know what happens at WrestleMania, baby. April 1st, we have, of course, The Rock beating John Cena once in a lifetime, baby. I always think that this is in 2011. I always think this is in 2011, not 2012. No, because this is when they're building towards The Rock versus Cena. And then CM Punk, the summer of punk happens. And then they're like, well, we got to stop this. So that's what they do. They stop. They stop it good. They stop it real good. And if you. Yeah, but they stamped on that fucking guy. Where are you from? Chicago? Fuck Chicago. Um, And again, this is. And by the way. Um, Vince McMahon very much playing a part in the stomping of the dreams of one Phil Brooks. Very much playing a part in it. It's very clear from CM Punk's perspective and certain things that a lot of the decisions made in this year lead to, again, a lot of fans leaving and turning off the product. Even though they fucked up the summer of Punk, 
it still brought a lot of fans back to to being weekly viewers like i went from a like where i'm at kind of now back to like all right let's keep an eye on it to like ah fuck these guys i'm out and that's sort of what happens in this time frame as they're like oh we got to make sure people remember who the rock is someone find cm punk and kill him yeah but it was much worse than that because it was kind of like oh cm punk's the champion we'll put him over pretty good and then the thought is oh wait we have a real wrestler now. CM Punk immediately loses. So it's that exactly what everyone talks about with WWE when they leave WWE, which is you have the regular workers, and then a guy comes in for, for a month and a half, and he gets to murder everyone that everyone sees every week and look cooler than them, and then he loses one match that if you're looking at like a TV audience, obviously, three million people watch a TV show every week, and a very good selling, like this is the best selling WrestleMania of all time. 1.2 million people bought this pay-per-view. That's still a third of the amount of people that watch your TV every week. And the odds are, honestly, that about 200,000 of those people are probably that don't even really watch wrestling. They're just watching it because the rock's there. So you take a, a true third of your fan base knows that, let's say, CM Punk beats the rock, at which he never does, obviously, but CM Punk beats the rock at the pay-per-view. They just see the rock dunking on CM Punk every single week, and then he's gone for some reason. They're like, why am I watching this if the rock isn't there? It makes sense to like basically break the bank and get a bunch of money at once and fucking jet, but I mean, for building an actual TV show, it makes no sense. Yeah, they're bad at their jobs. Like the, this is the other thing is it's it's bad at building the it's bad at building the overall brand. It's this weird sort of version of now to quote noted perv mm. Jim Cornette. It's essentially they've invented a new version of hot shotting that's over and above what they did in the Attitude Era, and now it's like this weird nostalgia sort of like ramp up where they literally like bring out a guy like. Do you remember Chaz? We remember Chaz. That's cool. That's cool. You'll be at WrestleMania. Okay. Do you remember the bag Randy Orton shit in? Yeah, we, we remember that. We remember that. Okay, that'll be at WrestleMania. And like this is all starting here. I mean, it doesn't start here, but like, and this is the problem they run into is that they run out of guys to do the fucking, um, what do you call this? The, the vintage wrestlers. They run out of guys who are like basically in good shape who they could trot out there and get a pop. Like, all these guys are in their, like, 50s now. Or they just never stopped pushing them. So it's hard to get those, like, Royal Rumble was always big for this, where you have, like, two guys that come out and just everyone goes fucking nuts. And you're like, holy shit, I can't believe Ricky Steamboat's still good at wrestling. But the old the 80s guys is like, well, we got Ricky Steamboat again because he's the only one that can move. Uh, the others are dead or in wheelchairs. Wrestling rules. Yeah, it's but yeah, that's a that's a very funny idea. That's a very funny point. Who's the legend representing these legends? Well, it's Ricky Steamboat because he's the only one that is both vaguely sober and not uh uh and has kneecaps. Well, yeah, and I also wonder this, like we're or when are mid 30s? I wonder if someone who's 25 if they're watching the Royal Rumble would go fucking like we'd go fucking nuts if we saw Coco Beware come out. But like would someone go nuts if it's like holy shit? That's that's Vladimir Kozlov. I mean, I don't think that they would go fucking nuts at all. I mean, maybe they would. Maybe it's for like Vladimir Kozlov. But but they will go nuts for the boogeyman. That's true. They will go nuts for the boogeyman. The boogeyman is much more 
but is he like the only mid card dude they could bring up and be like fucking or just like I don't know who's another oh fuck that's Charlie Haas like would they care oh my god is that oh my god it's the world's greatest tag team I mean Shelton Benjamin's still on WWE every week god bless him I know that's the funniest thing is also a lot of those guys are still there like it's also a lot of them haven't fucked well, off of course they a they can't fuck off and be like there's the WWE needs like 300 wrestlers and has 95 hours of TV a week so they're just like we just never stopped hiring this guy any hoodle CM Punk wins the title at WrestleMania he starts his 434 day reign and importantly uh Sheamus beats Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship in 18 seconds inadvertently creating the Daniel Bryan push this is also the first, and it's certainly now not as big as it was, but this is the first Raw after WrestleMania. Everyone's going to stay here and fuck the TV show up crowd. Lesnar oh, debuts yeah. again at this it's one, and ooh, Doctor, uh, does he get a crazy fucking reaction? He's also definitively not on steroids yet, so he's got this weird big T-shirt on. Yeah, it's very interesting in that he he literally he looks like the 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 dad in your neighborhood who used to work out who just. Anytime someone's doing construction, he tries to <laughs> Yeah, help. and he's also standing like he still works out. If I just fucking spread my elbows out, I'll look fucking buff. Also, Brock Lesnar, I could kick the shit out of him. I think that's important to note from what I was saying. Oh, this Brock Lesnar, I could absolutely beat in a fight. This Brock Lesnar, yeah, I'm beating sure. in a fight. He can't handle my pretending to cry and then stabbing him with a real knife. He couldn't handle my, hey, hey, Brock, I actually think about a woman's orgasm and then him just going, I don't know what mm, that is. And then I- Again, I always think that Brock debuts at the WrestleMania next year after um, uh, the second Rock nope. uh, Cena match, which, by the way, they I love, by the way, that they sign the Rock to a contract for two matches at WrestleMania and they promote the first one as it's only happening this one time. Well, apparently, count the old... Count the Peanuts Meltzer says that they had not signed The Rock for another contract at this point. Oh, other people, I've, I thought that he has reported and others have reported that they did sign him for another contract at this point. That they did sign him for another match at this point. I think Dave Meltzer is a, another guy I could take in a fight, by the way. I think Dave Meltzer would beat you up all while just, ca- while just being like, 2,846 hairs on the head. 1,646 oh, no, 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 no. hairs I, on Dave the pubis. Meltzer would hurt me. Dave Meltzer's a 61-year-old man. You kick that hip, he's, a he's toast. He's a 61-year-old man. This guy's on roids. This guy's fucking... He's got kids that won't help him count the peanuts, so he's never really talked to them. He's pissed. No, there's no way. I, be, I beat Dave Meltzer in a fight, no problem. Uh, May 30th, Randy Orton test positive for Dianabol and weed. It should be his third suspension, and he should have been fired. But instead, since it's two... What happens? What happens? at the same time, they cancel out, no suspension, and he fucking cheated on his wife again that night. Sick. Of course he did. Of yeah, God course damn right. he did. And then he came up with his new character, My Dick is Bigger Than Yours, and that's sick. Uh, yeah, no, Randy Orton, by the way, is the only person that you show that guy to a non-wrestling fan, and you're like... Uh, by the way, I'm looking at photos of Dave Meltzer's wife. Even in this photo, she has a look that says, "I don't want you to talk to my husband." About <laughs> if I, if you, if you say a word that starts with the letter W, he's just going to start talking about Bruno San Martino and how he knows him, and it'll the sun will rise and set seven times, and we'll still be standing here. 
Yeah, I just need you all to know, don't ask my fucking husband about his fucking life. I really like this. Dave Meltzer reported that Orton had a one-on-one meeting with, uh, this is June 1st, Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Kevin Dunn in Stamford. That did not go well, I assume. That's because he pointed at Kevin Dunn and said, why is tits here? And then he laughed and forced Vince McMahon against his will to high-five him. Oh, yeah. I guarantee that I, that ma- meeting started with they walked in, Randy was already in front of a desktop computer that is inexplicably in the room, and he's just looking at porn. Hey, this website's called Blacks on Blogs. It's <laughs> fucking gross. Yeah, and then, uh, and then they started trying to be like, Randy, we're here because of your suspension, and he turned up the porn, and he was like... I- yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that I was friends with a bunch of fucking gross guys yo you guys want to watch porn or you guys want to fucking tell me that i shouldn't be doing steroids and weed at the same time because i don't want to hear either of that shit yeah it's either this is what fucking happens eh either i fucking keep smoking sherm that's right pcp but it comes up as weed because i get i get my fucking piss changed with another guy i want that's not my pee i get my pee exchanged the guy I've been doing, I've been getting pee from, I've been beating him up and I've told him to get on the fucking stuff. So that's not me. That's someone else. <laughs> this is important. July 23rd, 2012. I officially stopped watching Raw because that is when three hour Raw started. Here's what Vince says. There was an insatiable thirst for the genre and we are the genre. Adding a third hour gives us a broad audience. Normally people are accustomed to us starting at 9 p.m. Starting at 8 p.m. gives us a new audience, more viewers to promote our pay-per-views. All of that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, Vince, by the way, did that. When? He said that staring mm-hmm. into a mirror. He said that staring into a mirror and he just put the phone, he taped the phone to the mirror. Also, they invested $5 million in tout. Do you remember tout? I'm going to see if tout's still around. I'm going to start touting again. I mean, tout is absolutely right. Tout is, of course, their weird social media platform they invented themselves. No, someone else invented it, and then they were like, we're going to fucking, fucking do this shit. Also, tout um, was around till last year somehow. Which makes sense where it's like, we're always talking about Twitter. Why don't we just have our own social media company? I mean, to an insane person, it makes sense. But Tout was a company till last year. No, it wasn't. I'm looking at the information, Tubby. I mean, that's also like finding out MySpace is still technically... There's still people working at MySpace right now. That's because Rupert Murdoch, much like Vince McMahon, bought it and went, It never dies. Well, no, but MySpace is now just a music website, basically. Yeah, that's where I get all my music. That's where I get all my music. Oh, speaking of which, fucking uh, SoundCloud just erroneously chart. This has nothing to do with the podcast. I just want to say this. If anyone wants to tweet at SoundCloud, hey, give at the John Hastings his fucking money back. I'd really appreciate that. I mean, also tweet at Brown Paper Tickets because they also owe us money. What a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. If you could also tweet at Brown Paper Tickets and say, hey, you owe us money. For those of you that came to that show that we did at that golf course in the summer, we have not been paid at all because Brown Paper Tickets, as it turns out, went from being a very good, reputable, honest ticket organization to in the middle of a pandemic, right when artists really need money, uh, to being a place where they're just going, that money's ours now. And I assume they're keeping it in hilariously a brown paper bag. Here's something fun. The uh, Charlie Sheen had contracted HIV and they tried to book him for a match against Daniel Bryan. Yes, but we didn't know he had HIV at this point. That was another two years later. This is just... This is just reeling from his meltdown. Also, I love that they would try and book him against Daniel Bryan. We got to kill Daniel <laughs> Bryan. He's Charlie Sheen would have beaten Daniel Bryan 100%. Yeah, he would have beaten him. He would have beaten him in 17 seconds, faster than Sheamus. 
It would have beaten him in 18 seconds and then given him eight. <laughs> it would have been like, all right, now you cut him, you cut yourself. I don't want some Carl Malone speculative getting HIV. We're definitely giving this man HIV. It is so fucking amazing. I bet Charlie Sheen revelation, because you can also see, like, this is also Vince McMahon. Is, like, he's trying to get Shaq for WrestleMania mm-hmm. in 2012. He's trying to do everything he can within his fucking power to get this company back on fucking track. And oh, you it's mean not fucking happening. Because, uh, baby, August. No, I mean, let, let's say this. The WrestleMania that just passed with Once in a Lifetime, The Rock and John Cena, is the most bought and viewed wrestling show of all time. So you know what that means? It's a Vince McMahon joint. Time to do the exact same thing again, baby. Only this time there's a belt in it, and also you've made sure that Phil Brooks hates your guts. Oh, yeah. they Well, they just see him as the Intercontinental Champion, which I do understand why they would, because Vince McMahon is thinking, if we're on a talk show and I have the belt on somebody, and Conan O'Brien looks like they could fucking beat the shit out of my champion. That's not what I want. Yeah, but it's a different world. Like, Conor McGregor next to Conan O'Brien, it looks like Conan O'Brien, not not COVID Conan O'Brien, because COVID Conan O'Brien needs to lay off the blintzes and the Danishes. Ooh, fat Conan now. He's not fat Conan. It's more like unhealthy Conan. It's more like... It seems like Conan is having a couple of cocktails in a in a wingback chair and just staring. At <laughs> I mean, he probably is. His whole reason for being is dead. I'd say probably no makeup guy too, though. So that's probably it. No, okay. Uh, August nineteenth, Summer Sam takes place Staples Center in front of just over fourteen thousand people. The buy rate three hundred and fifty eight thousand people, up sixty four thousand from the previous year. Cool. CM Punk beats Big Show and John Cena. This is a weird thing because they do a John Cena angle that I thought was actually really cool where because he lost to The Rock at the WrestleMania once in a lifetime thing, he's reeling and he just keeps on fucking losing to people. But they here's what the long they do it for. They do it for less than one month because he beats Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's first match back, he loses to John Cena when you have a perfect storyline of, okay, he went from The Rock to Brock and he's lost twice and then his he's all fucked. So... He's going to lose a bunch of matches. Like, you had a perfect storyline, but they're like, no, he beats Brock Lesnar. Welcome. But it's again, this is that weird. It's the weird thing of Vince McMahon also, or for the WWE. It's like, we've got scores to Oh, settle. buddy. This is good because Brock Lesnar beats Triple H by Kimura in a no DQ match. And we're going to get to what happens. But the main thing, this is the main. Oh, okay. Also, we should say Lesnar versus Triple H was last because he's Triple H and he's last and CM Punk was uh, not in the main event. This is the eighth straight month that a title match didn't headline the pay-per-view and CM Punk is very mad and you know who's more mad is Fred Durst because he got kicked out of SummerSlam for holding up his middle finger to the camera and yo, it's again, but again, and I I can't stress this enough. When the WWE is concerned or confused about what happened to their fucking company, it's all of mm-hmm. this shit is what's caused where yeah, they are now. They kicked out Fred like, Durst out of the building, and he said he liked wrestling, but not WWE because the company's fucking pussified. I mean, he's fucking right, as usual. I mean, also, it's this is one of those great situations where you get to hate both people. Uh, as usual, everybody, Fred Durst from his fucking mouth to fucking God's ears, <laughs> He is once again the voice of a I've generation. said it before and I've said it again. You want to know what's wrong with the world? You talk to fucking Frederick Emmanuel Durst. He's the voice of a generation, John. My generation. 
Oh, fuck yeah, Dylan. Oh, yeah, make my. Oh, yeah, they have Pat Patterson Appreciation Night, which Pat Patterson celebrates by causing Jerry Lawler to have a heart attack. Apparently, he was dead for 20 minutes. In that time, many lawsuits were filed, and then they were unfiled once he woke back up and he went, ah, whoever came out against me will surely be buried by my hand. What a brilliant. time that 20 minutes was where yeah wrestling's greatest monster lay in the ground dead and of course because there is no god and this was the build-up to the eventual trump presidency fuck you he's back oh man also um this is probably with jerry i never thought that jerry lawler was like i'm gonna be like jerry lee lewis the king of memphis and there was like oh you're gonna play music no just the other thing he did sorry it cut out for a second what in the name of god did you say i said that Jerry L- Jerry Lawler was like, man, I'm going to be just like Jerry Lee Lewis, the King of Memphis. Uh, and they were like, oh, you're going to play music? Yeah, that's and very like, funny. No, just that other thing. I have a theory that Vince McMahon triggered the heart attack uh, because he wanted uh, something else to be known about Montreal. <laughs> oh, yeah. It happened in Montreal, didn't it? Yeah. He's just like, we can't. They keep they keep chanting. They keep booing Sean. And he's my favorite boy. So we have to make sure that they're distracted in another way. Take, give Jerry the serum. Give Jerry the serum that I gave to this Dad. This is fucking crazy. October 15th, Raw has his lowest rating since 1997, and Vince is pissed. So it's like this year perfectly encapsulates the new WWE. They have crazy huge buy rates, but then if a major star from the Attitude Era or a previous era isn't attached, then everything goes in the shithole. And by the way, everyone can figure that out but them. Like, everyone has figured out what's going on, and they're just like, I don't know how, I don't know what is happening. I don't know why this is happening. We need to sort it out. And it's like, I think it's because no one wants to be in your company. No one wants to watch your company because your company's fucking full of fucking lamos that you keep telling us that are lame. And, and they're like, no, that can't be it. It's got to be something else else and it's like no oh, it's because it's like uh oh hey we want to do this long term story how about this guy wins a bunch and then vince goes no <laughs> the only one who wins a bunch is me yeah we have to set these all people up so i can win have you thought about employing some logic of some description to the company logic well no. no it's just it you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of if i'm like i'm big into playing um sports games and then sometimes i'll like if the game is made in 2020 i'll just simulate the seasons too long and start playing in 2028 and just stop really paying attention to what's happening before i just decide to start again with a new team and the wwf has been like this for the last 10 years where it's like I don't know, man. Cena wins. But they're really getting into this Daniel Bryan guy. I don't know who that is. I said John Cena wins. Yeah. Now I'm going back to bed, and I call that work. So tell everyone I work 19 hours a day, you fucking piece of shit. Tell John Cena to fuck off. I mean, what? The other one. Yeah, this is fuck a perfect you. example. Uh, Cesaro beat R-Truth for the WWE United States Championship. If you told me Cesaro had been in the WWE for eight years, I'd be like, I guess. But like, anyway, the most important thing that happens in SummerSlam, then we're going to take a break because we're going to start 2013 after the break. CM Punk beats John Cena and Ryback uh, for the WWE title. It's actually in the main event. The buy rate is 208,000 people down 73 fucking thousand from the previous year. They're not making money with CM Punk. 
He's probably um he's probably just like trying to make people listen to Minor Threat backstage and they're like I don't really like this music and he's like well then you're a fucking asshole. And um the Shield debut is the most important thing. Uh that being Roman D Reigns, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. They debut, they help CM Punk, CM Punk tells them, "Do you listen to Minor Threat?" And then Ambrose and Rollins say, "I've heard of them." And then CM Punk full cries in the ring. Yeah, and Reigns is just like, "I was told I'm the I'm the champion now." Yeah. And John Moxley is just like, "Ah, I don't want to let you know." I'm the Randy Orton of fucking 2012, man. I don't shit in their bags. I shit in their pussies. Oh, no. <laughs> it's crazy that when the Shield started, like, the only one that could talk was Moxley, and now it's everybody. But who cares? Because it's been eight years. We're all I mean, new people. Seth, Seth Rollins has not gotten better at talking. Wow. John Hastings. Seth Rollins uh, is the is is in very similar ways to... Who's an example of this? Who's someone that like is very good, but isn't actually that good at talking? But they just Brett, Brett Hart. He's very similar to Brett Hart promos, and then it's just like, what are you talk? Like, I was in the back, and I was an architect, and I have a ruler, and I use that. <laughs> That's Seth Rollins. He reminds me a lot of Triple H, where he's like a good public speaker, but he's bad at conveying things. But it's clearly a Vince McMahon joint in that he's just like, look at them. They're tough boys. You cut out. I think we talked at the exact same time. All right. Thanks very much for listening to this part. Don't go anywhere. I mean, of course you're not because this isn't TV, but we're going to take a break now. Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to do- donate to Patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. <laughs> I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. <laughs> and you need to give me to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fun. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Oh, it's 2013. I'm living in the UK for one year. I do the Ember Festival and I drink more that month than I ever have. Well, it's 2013. I'm in a full emo phase. I'm wearing fucking latex. Head yeah, to yeah. Toe. Dylan's uh, Dylan's wife at that time is his. Uh, she just says, uh, "I'm his carer," and everyone's like, "Wait, is that a joke?" And she's just like, "It's supposed to be." And no, everyone thinks that she's serious. Yeah, and she's like, "I dildo is I dildo his butt," and then she holds up her fist, and everyone's like, "Where's the dildo?" And she's like, "You're fucking looking at it." And then she punches my ass. Fisting is one of those interesting things in that I I don't think that's ever going to go as mainstream as uh, as eating ass. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. There's probably some people who are pretty into fisting. You're just not on fist fisting. I mean, Twitter I like absolutely I am. am on fi- I'm, I'm on fitter. Like, you don't even fucking know, man. I'm That's how old right I am. I'm not even on parlor. I've moved over to fisting Twitter. Plus, people, some people have small hands. Do you? How, what, what size are your hands, baby? <laughs> I mean, think about it, man. People got small hands, easier to fist. Now, a lot of fisting took place at the Royal. Oh, yeah, metaphorically and literally, baby. (laughs) This is where 
everyone gets fucked. Also, by the way, what we haven't mentioned quickly is uh, Vince McMahon's bane of his existence and man he could have actually listened to and it might have helped his company. Paul Heyman has returned to be the mouthpiece of Brock Lesnar because Vince forgot Brock can't talk. So let him do promos for the first bit and was just like, ah, this is shit. And they have him on TV all the time because he, CM Punk turns heel and Paul Heyman becomes his manager. Yeah, this is the and this is the best way to use everyone. Th- this is the build up to the Undertaker match with uh, Paul Hay- uh, with uh, Paul Bearer. Wrestling fans are weirdly shocked that they used Paul Bearer in the storyline. Where I'm like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that was in Paul Bearer's will. Oh yes, when I die, have my ashes thrown in the face of Horowitz. BT Dubs, I was wrong. He, CM Punk, that being, didn't win the WrestleMania. Sorry, he didn't win the WWE title at the previous WrestleMania. He had won it before that in 2011. I'm sorry. Please don't shoot me. There's probably people listening to this who are like, how could he not know that? I'm sorry. Don't sh- don't show up to my house with pitchforks. Show up to my house with cotton candy. Cause I I'll like be it. now giving out Dylan's address uh, mm-hmm. as a lesson to himself. One, two, three, fucking come at me, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's just off the street of Big Pussy Farts Lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Big Pussy Farts. The long street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can meet me at Big Dick Boulevard. That's where I live. Go fuck yourself. Uh, the Royal Rumble took place January 27th, 2013. Geneva. Phoenix, Arizona, because there's no state tax, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Vince ain't paying fucking shit on those fucking receipts. By the way, yeah, the, this was the beginning. This was actually, there was actually a lawsuit filed by Donald Trump during that WrestleMania as a preemptive, eventually I'm going to run for president and be defeated by an old ghost and I'm going to need you, I'm going to need Vince McMahon's legal power to help me. <laughs> Donald Trump also an old man. We should we should mention this. Donald Trump an old man. Donald Trump also says way crazier shit. Like Donald, like Joe Biden is just like, he's kind of like, uh... Joe Biden stutters in the way that my dad is starting to, which is just like, I don't, f- fuck you, I'm, I live too long to explain my goddamn self. Donald Trump. <laughs> you get the yeah, he's just shut like, up. Jibber jabber, jibber jabber. I got two black friends and I grew up in fucking Pe- Scranton, Pennsylvania. Do you know how fucking liberal I am? Joe Biden. Um, That's two black friends. Uh, And then. I wish he would start every sentence with. Everyone's cheering, and he just goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> he should be more old, if anything. Every instead of a suit, he just wears a cardigan <laughs> and slippers, and then he's like, uh, "All right, I'm not going to keep this too long because, frankly, I hate everyone and everything." And everyone just <laughs> everyone goes, "Welcome to the press like, conference." Why did they put the stage in the cold part of the room? I want to be in the hot part of the room. Um, first things first. You guys want to have more money? Turn the goddamn lights off now and then. You're wasting all the energy. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go put no salt on a trisket. Yeah, Jill, my wife, is insisting on having a job. I insisted. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that Kamala will be doing most of the work, and I will be walking around the White House letting the fucking pages know not to fucking look me in the eyes. <laughs> the internet is banned Yeah, now. the internet is... Good night. Yeah. We're going back to old-fashioned letters. <laughs> if it's not a letter and it's not addressed to anybody, I'm not fucking going. It's not fucking. Tweets are now called letters. Shut up. All right. Royal Rumble took place in 2013. Uh, Barack Obama is a year removed from stealing the election. Count all those votes. The Rock beats CM Punk in the main event. Um, the Shield 
had the Shield interviewed, uh, Punk would have been stripped of the title. The Shield did not interfere. The Rock won, if in my recollection, pretty fucking easily. But buy rate was up. Um, 136000 from the previous year. Uh, buy rate was $579,000. And The Rock won very easily. He loses again at Elimination Chamber. CM Punk does to The Rock. And this is when CM Punk gets broken. Fucking, uh, what was that song? That was like uh, Evanescence style. He gets broken, you know what I mean? No, I've never heard of that, of that band. Sing the song for me, please. Because I'm broken. Oh, I have heard it, yes. And I've been here. And not old for you, right? No, wait. Is that Evanescence? Who knows? It's one of those fucking Pearl Jam bands. I mean, this is, so far, you're fucking... This is fucking sick. Okay, I quit the podcast. I'm a singer now. I have a, my own singing podcast that I do 19 hours a day now. Oh, that's good. That's much like my uh, Twitch stream to deal with anxiety that I did for eight hours yesterday. By the way, that's John Hastings Comedy on uh, Twitch. John Hastings Comedy on yeah, yeah, Twitch. Yeah. Uh, he's also on Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not appropriate. You can use Not that. appropriate, Dylan. Uh, bitch scream. <laughs> bitch stream. <laughs> Vince has surgery on his left hip on the first of February. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Raw. I got something for you. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Vince has surgery on his left hip. He went to Raw the following week on crutches, and then he was like, see, I don't need the crutches, and then he immediately fell down and said, don't tell anyone that happened, and then Rod McMahon strutched, <laughs> strut in, and he looked like a better version of Vince McMahon, ran the show smoothly, they had the highest ratings of all time, just because Rod ran it. Yeah. Yeah, but then he adjusted to the poison, and now it's part of his Rod, diet. by the way, was later poisoned. I like the idea of Vince always <laughs> yeah. trying to kill Rod. Rod is the perfect McMahon. Him. Thanks, Vince. Now my hair comes in beautifully. Oh, I... I guarantee that. I, I guarantee. Yeah, Vince. Thank you so much for those chocolates. They, uh, the uh, I I had uh, a bout of diarrhea, but it was a cleansing tonic. They were supposed to kill you. Yeah. Oh, Vince. Did I tell you someone was so kind and added an air hole to my uh to my house? Uh, I was trying to shoot you with a gun. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> yeah. An intru- an intruder broke in and tried to stab me, and we ended up just making sweet sweet same-sex <laughs> love after we both discovered this man uh this man tried to, i was going to my car and a man tried to kill me but then quickly we made friends and i'm actually now and officially a billionaire because of the investments he recommended me uh, yeah i'm at it's weird vince he all he kept saying was now you have more money than your brother do you know what that means <laughs> uh jack swagger is arrested for driving under the influence and he has weed and this is during his we the people run and yeah this is during yes this is during the uh this is during the mega run of we the people this is we all should have seen the trump era coming with how fucking popular this fucking jack swagger goes gets over immediately but like the wwe now then as now is like kind of like riding the center with what they they don't really want to make anyone upset so they don't really, like, Vince won't really voice his opinions on what he actually believes. But Glenn Beck, who was a uh, political commentator at the time, was really mad that he, that Jack Swagger was being portrayed as a bad guy. And he was publicly aggrieved, which was weird because obviously Linda McMahon is a Tea Party-esque politician. She's in the fucking Republican Party. But... Vince, of course, invites Glenn Beck onto the show. He doesn't do shit. So Vince says he's a chicken-ass bitch, which is very funny because Glenn Beck 
came at the king of being petty with a bunch of petty shit to fill time. And Vince McMahon was like, oh, yeah, you want to have a fucking argument? I'll take your audience for you in 20 minutes <laughs> with one rambling statement, Glenn Beck. You think you can appeal to people that are scared better than me, Vince McMahon? I'll tell them five minutes about my childhood and 15 minutes about fucking shutting up and doing their work, and I'll take your goddamn show. Yeah, my question is this. Is this, this isn't, has Glenn Beck left Fox News yet at this? Yes, he has. This is also when Glenn Beck is now just a guy on the internet. Like, this is, Glenn Beck's, you have to remember, Glenn Beck in the Obama's first term was the face of right-wing media, and at this point is basically getting beaten by Steven Crowder, who hadn't even built a set for his YouTube page. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I, I remember at this point Glenn Beck being on CNBC, but or not CNBC, but maybe CNN or something? No. He went from uh, headline news to uh, Fox News to yeah, being you're right. on the internet, and he's, he's claimed... He's he's claimed law. It's so good. He's claimed so often. He's like the chalice of fame was given to old Beck, and old Beck said no. And everyone else is like they couldn't agree on his contract because no sponsor would go with him because he kept saying that Barack Obama hated white people, and every sponsor was like, I mean, we can't. Like, no, we're not gonna fucking watch that. We're not gonna fucking. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, very Glenn Beck um, really set the table for a lot of the um, Republicans now. I don't call them Republicans. A lot of the fringe crazy people on the on the Twitters and how Trump became in office. Cool, but that's boring bullshit. Here's not boring. Bruno San Martino goes on the WWE Hall of Fame. Vince says, "Hey." You- I mean, this is still crazy. This is so crazy. And I guarantee Vince McMahon not, did not approve this. I guarantee you this was Triple H. Triple H did this. Vince was just like, you can have that old fuck. If I smell tomatoes or garlic <laughs> backstage, I'm killing Bruno David. Bruno shows up with his famous reconciliatory tomatoes with meatballs stuffed into him because he doesn't know how to cook, but he has a good heart. I will be so pissed. Vince, I show up the tomato yeah, if so big, the meatballs so big, you, you eat? No. Rod told me you eat. That was the thing. Rod was there. Rod <laughs> Rod got Bruno in to the talks. Triple H just went, please. And then Bruno said, I feel bad for you as Rod has told me. So, yes, I agree. I mean, it's just so fucking crazy. I mean, it's so crazy that this happened. And it's also interesting is Triple H is thanked by Bruno in his speech. Triple H is like, Bruno's literally like, I'd like to thank Paul, Triple, uh, Stephanie's friend (laughs) for um, getting me this paycheck so I can have money and not have to talk to David. So I can pay for my own funeral once I am released from this awful coil of life. I have, want you all to know that I'm using the fee I have received from the Hall of Fame to hire a hitman to kill Vince McMahon. <laughs> I'm going to teach a dog to play basketball to prove my thesis, which is Airbud is possible. I'll be using this money to make sure that my neighbor's lawn is ripped out and replaced with small, uh, colorful stones and a thing that looks like a water fixture, but is just a statue. Thank you. <laughs> so... April seventh, April seventh. Pardon me. WrestleMania twenty nine takes place from New Jersey, and more like WrestleMania sixty nine, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because what happens in the main event? Uh, in the main event? Yes. 
In the main event, The Rock and John Cena fuck up a move and end up sucking each other's dicks, stand up stick 69 for 10 minutes, and everyone's just like, God, that's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. They uh, they start a match, and then they both look in deeply into the camera, into the hard game, and they go, that wrestling's fake, this is real, stand up 69. Yeah, and the entire world just went, fuck yeah. And then Bruno San Martino came out with his tomato with a fucking meatball in it, and, and it said, Vince, don't eat, I eat, and he eats it in the ring, chewing with his fucking mouth open, like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's how WrestleMania went off the air, and everyone was like, I mean, the shield part was good. Uh, Bruno had to be stopped from inexplicably watering the entrance ramp, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then CM Punk, right at the end, tried to get Bruno to listen to Minor Threat, and Bruno beat him to death. Yeah. What is this noise? Why, are you, why do you hate your friend Bruno? The buy rate's actually down because they just pull in over just over a million. Um, it's down over two hundred thousand from the previous year, but I mean, a million dollars to me is fine. Um, the Undertaker beats CM Punk, and this is a weird one because CM Punk goes, "I've won a, re- a headline WrestleMania," and then this man goes, "You did. If you if you were in a match with the Undertaker, you headlined WrestleMania." And Triple H, accompanied by Shawn Michaels, beats Brock Lesnar in a no hold bar match because he has to get his fucking win back john cena of course. course beats the rock for the wwe title yeah welcome welcome to fucking wrestling baby this is such a i remember being everyone being so upset about this shit because it was like also if I, I remember this as well and i also just couldn't believe people were shocked by it like I, it's one of those things where it's like this entire thing made so much sense to me in that how it went down i was like yeah We've been prepared for this for fucking five years. What do you fucking think? Like, what do you think? What have you been watching? Because I've been watching fucking WWF, and this is how they fuck us in the face. This is how they fuck. Ooh, they fuck. But it's like another one where it's like, okay, a bunch of people watch that, but no one's ever going to watch, really continue watching it because also people just watch the last couple things. It's like, if you watch the last couple things, you'd be like, why? Oh, I, I didn't watch wrestling for 20 years and that that was fine because I know John Cena from TV and The Rock was in a match. He still looks great. Um, Triple H and Brock Lesnar fought and I know them from 20 years ago. So like, why are, like, why is anyone watching fucking um, Fandango versus Chris Jericho? Which, by the way, Fandango beats Chris Jericho because they're going to push Fandango and then they just stop. <laughs> remember Fandango everybody? Remember remember when Fandango was the fucking the we fucking made, We made his little dance. It was fun. Fuck me. Fandango uh, Brendan Burns classic Brendan Burns line. Fandango is going to be one of the bigger biggest wrestlers ever. He also claimed he invented the dance, right? Oh yeah, Brendan did claim to invent That's what Brendan claimed on this. Yes, Brendan claimed he invented the dance. That's an ultimate wrestling fan thing though. Like every I remember as a kid, every wrestling fan was like, I came up with the Stone Cold Stunner. Not that specifically, but they just believed that they came up with you have a, Well, you have a friend who believes he invented the what chant. Well, exactly. I, we both have a friend. He's my friend as well. I don't know why I'm suddenly pawning him off no, on No, no, you. no, no. When he does something bad, he's my friend. Yeah, I mean, no, he just says he invented the what chant. <laughs> I think just to be just to be a bit of a troll. <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. It's so crazy, John. Shut the fuck up. July 28th, Total Divas debuts on E. Attracts 1.3. All right, this is a Total yes, Divas cast. Yes, We're yes. going to do a podcast where we watch every episode of Total Divas without sleeping, and then I'm going to beat off every <laughs> No, we're not. We're not doing that. 
The day we do that is the day I quit this very program. And then you can just call me Jim the Handville Nightheart, because I'm going to be jacking off every time I see that guy. Dylan God's on fucking fire. That's a classic fucking <laughs> jack Pull. One pull. It comes out like glue. I thought Dylan just farted. That, I was like, oh my God, did Dylan fart? No, that was the sound of me nutting. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. The night before SummerSlam, Jim Ross was fired because Ric Flair got fucked up at a WWE 2K panel. Oh, this is so good. Yes, Jim uh, uh, Jim Ross made the absolute error of being near Ric Flair after his son died, and there is no fucking uh, stopping this man's path of destruction. Isn't it crazy that they booked a guy for a public appearance shortly after his youngest son died, and they're like, mm, you're fired. <laughs> Like, maybe just don't book a guy for a public appearance after... To you, I ask, who, um, uh, what company is it? Oh, is it the WWF? Then no, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh my god, that's such a horrible... Can you skip the funeral because we need to promote a video game even though you're not sure what a video game is? Hello, hello, who is this? Hello, is Reed there? Ha <laughs> ha! Pranked you, Rick. Hang up the phone. <laughs> SummerSlam, August 18th. Down 60,000 uh, pay-per-view-wise. The buy rate is 298,000. Bray Wyatt beats Kane in a Ring of Fire match. Once again, Bray Wyatt's been around for eight years. <laughs> I mean, this, <laughs> is, the, this is what I'm talking about. Is It's going... You don't realize how long we've been in this era. Like the, everyone's like, man, it's so good. The PG era is over. It's like the PG era in a many ways. Yeah, Randy, Randy Orton, God bless him, has been the same television character for seventeen years. Yeah, Randy Orton has been the same definite guy who jizzes in in uh, in drinks near kids. Um, that he's been for, like, it's crazy. He doesn't jizz and drinks near kids, John. Why did you add that? You know he does. He jizzes and drinks and says, I roofied that. And then Fandango drinks it. And he goes, that's why you dance like that. And then he high fives himself. I love uh, that Randy Orton. uh, Here's the thing. Of all the other wrestlers we've talked about, we've made fun of, everything like that. um, Randy Orton, I guarantee, would be like, hey, I would look, I would fucking be upset, but I don't fucking listen to guys that are virgins. A hundred percent. And he'd be absolutely correct. He, for sure, his ultimate insult is, you're a virgin. He just couldn't understand how someone wouldn't be come to blows over that. Call the guy a virgin. If I have my times right, he's going to be driving here 150 miles an hour in a Ford pickup ready to fucking fight. Here's a guy. Here's something that you're not expecting, but you strap in anyway. Here's someone that I could take in a fight. Are you ready? Yeah. Randy Orton. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's got sleeve tattoos and he smokes cigarettes. I mean, here's the thing with Randy Orton is I guarantee that like he's the kind of guy who'd be like, okay, we're gonna get into a fight, and you punch him, you just fucking sneak up and attack him. Like he's not expecting a sneak attack. He's one of those guys. He's like, hey, what the hell? Like Randy Orton, by the way. And strap in for when that guy retires from wrestling. If you thought Ric Flair's retirement years were sad, you don't know shit, baby. I don't know, man. I still think Randy Orton's just going to be... He's hes going to be like Carlito. He'll be like, I wrestle in front of less people because then they let me smoke cigarettes in the ring. <laughs> he'll, just be, he'll show up. He'll show up. He'll do his fucking pose. But, you know, he does the whole, like, his arms slowly extend it'll be his arms instead of extending he'll be receding and it'll be him smoking a cigarette 
And then he'll put it out on the indie worker and he'll be like, this is how I was initiated. And they were like, you were always in the WWE. And he went, shut up. Uh, I got news for you. Um, da- um, Randy Orton has been at the top of the pile too long to take it as well as Carlito does. Like, right, Randy Orton will just be like, they'll be like, like the lo- they'll be like lonely Virgil style photos of Randy Orton just hanging out places, taking out his. You want to see my thick dick? <laughs> That'll be a golden. I don't think he'll ever be fired. Uh, Randy Orton one time, I think they were like, "Hey, are you ever going to leave the WWE because you're a free agent now?" And then Randy Orton went, "I make six million dollars a year. Why the fuck would I wrestle for less than six million dollars a year?" And then that's the moment I was like, Randy Orton's the greatest. Because he's the only... <laughs> he just fucking... He just fucking hates nerds. He's great. Anyway, Daniel Bryan beats John Cena for the WWE title at SummerSlam. Um, what happens here? Triple H is the guest referee. Immediately, Randy Orton then uh, catches in his money in the bank and beats Daniel Bryan. Sweet. It's really good, yeah. Make sure to fuck Daniel Bryan over once again and to make sure that Randy Orton makes a lot of money. Yep, he just... uh, And also, it's like the classic, uh, we're going to give the fans what they want for exactly four seconds, and then Vince is once again upset with no one watching Raw. So it's like, once again, they want everyone to watch it, but it's much like Star Trek, only fucking weird nerds watch this bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, guys. You're in the incel business. This is not... No one who... No one who... who, No one who is popular at school watches wrestling like you you're just it's just the weird shirt that that guy who still wears carpenter jeans wears yeah i'd sort of kind of disagree actually i think that it's also one of those things where wrestling is also now much more not watched by kids at all and is much more just more uh watched by fucking uh you know dudes in their mid to late 30s who have podcasts that need to talk about it so that they can keep pretending to have show business careers (laughs) I agree with that, but the middle, the median age is legit our age. It's like 35. So there is some nerdy kids watching it. Honestly, I'm much like all old men losing grip on what the kids like, which I think is fine. I think it's way weirder when someone's old and who's like, here's what kids like. And I'm like, why do you know that? Read a lot about kids. I just have a very active Teen Vogue account. Yes, that's a very good point from um, Cool Dylan. Uh, noted. No, no, not true. In November, Survivor Series happens in Boston. Oh, really? Uh, buy rate is down 19,000 from the previous year, 197,000. This is the worst Survivor Series buy rate in 18 years. Stuff like this probably is why, and the way Vince runs his business is why they dive headfirst into the network in the next year, because not only did they want to make the network, but then they decide... If we're only going to sell 180000 for fucking Survivor Series, then why in the ass load of dicks would I... This is also a very evil but smart business on his part. Mm-hmm. If we go to the network, I don't need to fucking cut in all of these fucking wrestlers. Yeah, totally true. Everything, everything just goes to a flat fee. I'll have to negotiate with the more popular ones as they get more popular. I don't have any. They don't have any competition at this point, so it's also these deals are very skewed towards old Vinnie McMahon. Yeah, I remember that when um, I'm not sure about this, but I know about the uh, the W. Sorry, the UFC Fight Pass. There was a direct question asked. They went, "Oh, okay. So, like for pay per view, you guys had to um, give a guy a certain cut 
based on they've got a cer- over a certain amount of pay-per-view buys. So if someone's fights are being watched more, and this is like WWE too, if someone's matches are being watched more than other people's matches, will they get extra money? And then Vince McMahon and Dana White said nothing because no, they're not. Of course they're not. Yeah, it's the it's it's this is it's this weird thing, and I I kind of am excited for the next couple of years about this part of Vince McMahon because it's actually. This is his most evil in terms of business in a lot of ways in that now he's just become obsessed with profits and he's literally stepping on the heads of his wrestlers. And for really the first time, his opposition comes from wrestlers hating him. Like the outsiders and everyone who goes to WCW never is like, fuck Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's a piece of shit. It's only AEW are those guys for the most part like... Vince McMahon literally took out his fu- he blew his nose on my penis. Fuck this guy. <laughs> All right. So what's your that's the end of the fucking episode, you fucking pieces of shit. John, what's your favorite thing about Vince McMahon in 2012 and 2013? Uh the Randy Orton getting caught for all sorts of drugs and clearly he was like Oh, Randy, you're a scamp. And then Randy's like, hey, uh, I don't know if this is anything, but I keep just having dreams where I kill my wife and then I'm God. And Vince is like, I have those dreams myself. Get out there. Get out there, bud. <laughs> you get out there, buddy. Uh, and the the worst, th- the worst thing is the fact that they haven't progressed past any of the stars that are from eight years ago. And by the way, people were sick of John Cena then and now are still sick of John Cena. Like, it's so fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's probably exactly just the worst thing is like just how fucking flat the whole year is. But then they're completely and Vince is completely um, positively reinforced with, oh, this is how I should run my company because The Rock gave me all this money. So it's like the way he runs the company and the buy rates completely dictate that he would run his company this way. Where this like these peaks and valleys rather than good year, bad year, right? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it's this weird metric of it shows that Vince isn't actually that good of a businessman because he should have realized all of the decisions he's making now are short term gain for long term ass fucking. Yeah, and it also probably the worst thing too is like how CM Punk is treated, not because CM of CM Punk, but because of it proves to the rest of the audience that even if you speak up, which is what Austin did, which is what um, Triple H did, which is all these guys who spoke up for themselves and got big pushes out of it. All these guys spoke up and got big pushes. And now it's proving that it's not the nineties and not the two thousands anymore. We'll just, nothing will happen. Like we'll give you the title for a bit, but then we'll just have you beaten down so much that you'll just leave anyway. Yeah. You'll leave. You'll go to a W whatever that, no, at this point it's like, you'll go to TNA, whatever that is. You have no options. It's you're, you're fucked because there's no WCW. You're just fucked. I mean, now you could go to AEW, but really it's like AEW hasn't taken Randy Orton or John Cena or Batista. You know what I mean? It's not like they've really worked with anyone who the WWE covets. You know, it's just it is what it is. Um, And the, the 2012 and 2020 are very alike in that. Um, The best thing about the year probably is that they didn't. The best thing about the year probably for the WWE, honestly, is D- is Total Divas. What? Because 1.34 million th- people is a lot of people. And then that is like, Vince is thinking, oh, the chaperone didn't work, but I can just make 600 fucking reality shows. 
and make a lot of money anyway. What do you mean um, that Total Divas was the best part of... Um, I mean exactly what I said. I mean Total Divas was the best part. It's the, lo- it's the longest running episodic television show in the history of mankind. I want to watch a reality show that will build a page and then she'll get fappeninged. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan will watch those every day with his wife and it won't be sexual. It'll just be what he does at breakfast. Exactly. You're not a total diva. You're not even kind of a diva, John. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at Wrestler Review, Instagram at Wrestler Review, Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review, John Hastings Comedy on Twitch, and at Dylan Gott on Twitter if you want to follow us. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You guys are the best. Keep on supporting us and keep on wearing pants even when you poop. Poop in your pants. Bye-bye. Everyone, take a shit in your fucking pants. Take a photo of it. Send it to Dylan. That's Dylan. A got at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.